0: Hi, this is Matt, and I just wanted to let everyone know that at the end of the podcast, I have added two songs uh, for your listening pleasures, uh, one by Foreigns, uh, Scott Bunn, and also one by, uh, by Death Therapy. Now, these songs are only listenable if you listen on the Anchor app, or the Anchor brow- you know, through your browser on Anchor, or on Spotify. Any other uh, podcast medium won't allow it, uh, but Anchor... Does they pay the royalties? However, they do that, and you know when you use it through their medium. So I put a foreign song and a Death Therapy song at the end of this podcast. Uh, that way, if you like metal, like John and I, um, you can continue listening after the at the end of the podcast. And if metal's not your thing, uh, I'm not going to make you listen to it by putting it at the beginning. Uh, thanks a lot for supporting the podcast. And we really appreciate and enjoyed this episode with Scott. And thank you, Scott, for coming on and hanging out with us for like four or five hours between the two episodes. It was uh, super fantastic. Thanks a lot.
1: All right. So before we start this episode today, we'd like to thank Scott Bunn for coming on the show and for loaning us some of his music um, Scott, uh, his band is the band Foreigners. Um, you can check him out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, any pretty much any musical outlet. Um, you can also go look up his YouTube page, um, The Bun, and uh, go give him a listen, man. He's got some pretty good stuff. He's got a great YouTube channel, and uh, we hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, thanks, Scott. Thanks for loaning us some of your music, and we hope everyone enjoys it. Tune in next time for the most (laughs) epic episode (laughs) of
2: Extreme Tenting. Hey, how's it going? I'm the Bun, and you're listening to the Campfire Conversationalist Podcast. Cheers.
1: What's up, dudes? What's up, Here man? We are. What's up? What's up? What's hey, up, so man? let me <laughs> let me start this by saying that I really yeah. like your YouTube channel. Okay. Thanks, man. I I like I, uh... how I like how when I I just went on it today. Okay. Oh. Okay. And and I went on and I like how the very first thing is your welcoming video.
2: Oh yeah.
1: I mean it's something I, think... I realize it's something simple but it's like i don't know it's like it's right there in your face like welcoming you in like here's here's what you're getting yourself into this is like where you're going and what you're gonna get out of this channel it's like super informative but in the most simplistic way that i don't i think there's there's a large majority of videos where i'm just like i go in and then you leave there's no like family quality to it you know and right. I, and that's the initial tone that I got from your channel was like a family kind of welcoming, you know.
2: Yeah, that's definitely important to me. That's amazing to find out, to hear about, to find out about. It's only recent that I'm starting to connect with people on a more personal level in these kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with you know now with Discord, but also like. A, What is it? Instagram has like a a video call thing as well. And a lot of people have been connecting with me there. People that you just have like ongoing text uh, conversations with. um, And some of them are, some of those other people are also, they run channels or they do something like you guys. They do like a podcast. They're making something, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
2: But it's only recent that I'm starting to actually get a sense of how what i'm putting into the world how it's i how it's being consumed i guess yeah and uh so I, yeah it's an interesting thing and i don't know if this is an experience that you guys are having because i don't think you've been doing this podcast that long it's been like a, almost a year right not even um, at the, at
0: the beginning yeah. of this year we started pretty yeah. much
2: yeah so like seven months i guess or yeah. six months uh and, yeah, like, you, you're kind of making all this stuff and you don't really know how it's landing. Like, maybe, you know, there's some, you can see the metrics or you can see the messages or whatever. But it's not until you actually have conversations with people that you have an idea of what it means to other people. Like, and you guys both played it, have played in bands and you play music um it's very similar to the whole thing where you don't choose your audience and you don't choose whether what songs people are going to like or why they're going to like it or anything like that and a lot of people think they have a strategy or think they have a uh some kind of plan to to in fact do that but the reality is like you don't choose anything the world sort of chooses you or not and uh yeah it takes a while before you have any idea what is what it means right you know? so i'm just starting to get that so you what you just said that's uh really amazing
0: and <laughs> <laughs> so how long your channel is is how long have you been doing your your channel well, maybe, about, maybe we should do a little bit of an introduction yeah we, let's do, we let's do an introduction. right into it now that i'm thinking about it <laughs> yeah. people are going to be listening to be like what the heck are they talking about okay so yeah Okay, so the the bun his channel is um it's about baritone guitars, six-string guitars uh, and tuning low. So like a standard baritone yeah. is like B E A D G B, I think. Yeah. I the most the, the most, most common like your standard set uh, tuning for a baritone is B E A D G B. So we're talking yep. about tuning down from that not and not like yeah. a now this guitar right here my 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 uh, squire jazz master that comes yep. from the factory tuned a to a and that's already yep. lower than the regular baritone we're talking down even lower so right now i'm in drop f sharp um nice. and i've even gone to um, drop <laughs> g sharp drop g yep. sharp is really good too but i'm, I'm in drop f sharp right now um, and so that's kind of what the it's kind of an almost like a niche kind of a thing where where Bun's channel is that's kind of where it's at. It's just it's for people who like tuning really low. It's essentially like an 8 string without the other two high strings in, in yeah. a way. And I have it, like I don't know if you can much. really see, but I've got like yeah. really short fingers, and so I can't I can't right. play an eighth string. It's I I want one and then I. <laughs> I played him in the store. I'm like, dude, there's there's no way. I'm just I was not made to play an A string, no matter well, how much I want to play one. So I was just like, I'm just gonna stick with the baritone and just tune it down. And so that's kind of yeah. what the Bunch channel is 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 about. And it and it's a cool channel. I, I'm pretty sure my good friend Kenny, um, who we still need to have come on the show, he's the one that turned me on to you. Um he's okay. he's destroyed as well. Um, He's one of my other best friends, and one day he sent me a link to your channel, and I've been hooked ever since.
1: So I guess that's
0: the the introduction, sort of. Cool. Now, where were we? (laughs) Yeah,
2: and John, you're also in Detroit. You're in Detroit currently, right?
1: Yes. Um, I'm about um, 70 miles out of Detroit, though. I'm actually closer. Do you know Flint? I do. I'm, I'm closer to Flint. I'm probably about 10 miles, 15 miles from Flint.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah, I used to uh, tour like Michigan, Ohio, Indianapolis, or uh, Indiana rather, uh, Kansas, like that. We'd go, we'd cross in Windsor, yeah, and then come back up in Rochester, or okay. not Rochester, but but Buffalo, and we'd do that little loop often, or as often as we could.
1: Okay. Um,
2: and this was probably back in early two thousand. it was, it was like late 90s, early 2000s, up until about 2004 or 2005. Okay. So it was actually pretty short-lived, but we did that little zone and uh, yeah, Michigan was always an amazing show town. For like the DIY kind of shows, you know, the kids, they'd book a hall or whatever, they'd mm-hmm. just get a space going and uh, They'd have shows, a bunch of punk rock bands or
1: hardcore bands. That or... sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> like any any place you can book it, you know, you can yeah, get some really, it... you can get some decent places, but you can get some really, really bad places too. Sketchy, sketchy, oh, real yeah. sketchy. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, we like... we we booked a show one time, and I'm pretty sure it rates up there with the worst places we've played. Because it, <laughs> and it's one of those stories. Like we went in and we see this wall of speakers, and we're like, yeah. our eyes are lighting up. You know, we're looking at this wall of speakers, and we're like, oh my gosh, it's got a huge stage. There's big speakers yeah. everywhere. This is gonna be awesome. But which uh, venue was this? Uh, it was one out by Sterling Heights somewhere, I think. But we, you know, we hook up and everything there was only one actual speaker in all of those speaker boxes so it was just a wall of speaker boxes like (laughs) an empty cabinets and then one speaker (laughs) in all of that and i'm pretty sure it was blown because amazing (laughs) (laughs)
2: wow
1: it was like the crappiest sound i think that we ever had
2: (laughs) oh so good so good you got to cut your teeth, right? Yeah. You got to get out
1: there. Yeah, and then and then <laughs> uh, it was all black, and, you know, it was at the time, it was just, like, our girlfriends out in the audience, and we're like, man, this sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best shows. I've played, like,
2: probably, I don't know, a hundred of those shows in my life. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about this with shows, but my attitude with it has always been, like, Just put yourself out there as much as possible take any show and every show like I I used to have this Kind of post hardcore kind of band and it was all do you guys know what diminished is like the scale system? It's not really scale But like the whole thing we only played we only wrote in diminished it was only diminished So it sounded like sandpaper and chainsaws (laughs) And, <laughs> and I, I loved playing the material, but, like, I don't think I would listen to it. Um, it was a fun band to play in, but it was, like, it was harsh. And we would end up on shows where we'd be playing with a blues band, like, blues <laughs> covers, and, like, a new metal cover band. Because we just took any show, and it would be yeah. out way out in the burbs at a sports bar during the big game. You know, so you got all these like old dudes watching the game getting loaded like in the early evening during the (laughs) middle of the week, and then like some kids and a blues band and a friggin' new metal cover band, and then this harsh chainsaw band on the other side. And uh, but for some reason, those would always like kind of turn around in a weird way because I think we were so obtuse. But we were tight as fuck. We were super rehearsed and like mega tight. But it was like the tightest chainsaws and sandpaper you've ever heard. And, <laughs> nice. And the and the blues guys would just like, you know, end up giving you props. At first, everyone's looking at you sideways. But like, you kind of win them over just by being so tight. But nice. they were like awful shows. Because, yeah, it's only the blues guys' girlfriends there. <laughs> And like the new metal guys didn't even have girlfriends, and yeah, tons of those kinds of shows.
1: Have you uh, played ha- with like? Have you ever played in a cornfield?
2: No, that sounds like kind of fun though, kind of creepy, dude. Was it like just in the middle of a cornfield, like? Dude, no. it was
1: it was like straight up in the middle of a cornfield on a piece of plywood. Uh, amazing. <laughs> I don't think was oh, the funny. audience.
2: Was the audience just like hiding in the corn stalks
1: <laughs> No, they like, they like cleared it out a little bit.
2: Okay, but it okay. was like
1: it was like behind some trailers and stuff.
2: Oh my oh, gosh! <laughs> amazing. That's funny. I feel like though like if you were like hot with cameras you, you could make a pretty cinematic video Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. You know, it this, would look the,
2: pretty good. The camera if back weird. then it
1: would have been awesome, you know? I mean, but at the same time we're like we're going to be pitchforked to death, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Who <laughs> who booked this game?
1: <laughs> Joel Which which Joel. One, which one of you guys did this? <laughs> it had to been Joel, right? Uh, back yeah, then, yeah. it probably was, yeah. yeah.
2: Cornfield gigs, yeah, yeah. I haven't done a cornfield. Yeah, I slept. You know, I slept in a cornfield on tour. This was in uh, the eastern provinces of Canada, and it's like a lot of farming communities in uh, like New Brunswick and going into Nova Scotia. I don't know if you guys know that area at all, but or oh, a little bit. But I've, been, I've been, been as far like,
0: east as like Montreal.
2: and right. Yeah. So it's, it's not like, not far from there.
0: Yeah. Once you get um, outside of Montreal, it's all farmland. Just like yeah. upstate New York's all farmland. and yeah.
2: yeah. I think it's kind of the same everywhere in North America. That yeah, way. I agree. Once you get out of the know, city, it's
0: all farmland and country.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, matter
0: yeah. almost what state you're in, except for maybe the Southwest. Then it's just desert
2: instead of farmland. Right. Desert is pretty epic, man. Holy yeah. shit
0: yeah i like but, new mexico
2: uh, i want to go want to go
0: amazing
2: yeah especially like night drives yeah you know it's like you can see everything in space yeah. but uh we were on, we were on a tour out there and the we couldn't get a place to sleep we couldn't you know usually like the kids would like hook you up at their parents place or they had a place or sometimes you made enough to like Pay for a hotel or whatever or whatever but we had tents and shit like that and our yeah. van was pretty big so some people could sleep in the van and, we, and some of us would pitch a tent and I I would almost always take the tent this is just like kind of fun uh, but this one time we couldn't find a place at all so we pulled into a like a truck stop one of the full featured ones with the shower like like totally pimped out truck stop but uh all there were so many trucks, we kind of had to just like kind of go off the side. And there was a farmer's field, and it was a, a cornfield. It was half cornfield and half potato field. And we just pitched the tent on a little piece of the potato field, right on top of the potato plants. And <laughs> <Man>. literally, like, <laughs> 15 minutes later, a hurricane starts, and no, and we got nowhere to go, and there's no room in the. Friggin' van, so we're just muscle it out in the hurricane. The, the, you know, the tent is wrapping around your face. Oh yeah. And you're just basically sleeping in water, uh, and so that's as close as they get to gigging and cornfields. <laughs> but uh, how did? How probably did? Probably was it an worse.
1: actual hurricane or? Yeah, it would
2: be like a you know in
1: uh, inland just, hurricane. Okay. Like there,
2: we were pretty far from. We were close to the St. Lawrence River, but uh, pretty far from the ocean at that point. But still, like the storms out there get pretty epic because it's pretty flat. Yeah. So, you know, there isn't enough terrain to break up the weather, break up the wind and all that kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> so uh, when we when we were on tour, we're going through, yeah. we stopped in the desert. Uh, I think we were in like New Mexico or... Um, Maybe even Arizona. It was probably Arizona, okay? Arizona. So we stopped and we pitched tent, and we're right outside of one of the national <laughs> parks. But yeah. we didn't stake to the ground because we were like, we're in the desert. Why do you need to stake yeah. to the ground? You know? It doesn't seem, like, important.
2: <laughs> it's like such a such an amazing thing to skip over <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Like in the desert you don't need to stake to the ground oh you yeah know?
2: it's fine there's it definitely not going to be any wind here at all no
1: none yeah. so in the middle yeah. of the night the tent is like blowing really hard okay yeah yeah and it's like blowing so hard and i was like you know i think i should go get the, the tent stakes you know So, I get out. I'm in like 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I get out. I go in the truck. I'm like, and it is like almost blowing me over walking back to the truck. Yeah. All right. So I get back to the truck. So good. I get back to the truck. (laughs) I'm. uh, I'm like in the truck in the passenger side, like looking for the tent stakes. Like, where did I put these darn things? And I look straight ahead, and the tent. I had. I had a girlfriend in the tent at the time the tent picks up <laughs> off of the ground and like body slams on the ground nice <laughs> I mean it went up nice. probably about 5 feet in the air and just Shit. By-
0: <laughs> what
1: Dude, yeah, and
0: your your girlfriend at the time she had a weighed ninety pounds soaking wet too. Am
1: yeah. Wrong? Right, yeah, right, so right. me getting she out. She
2: was a tiny person. I was the I was <laughs> oh, the only dude. person
1: holding it down. And when I got out, <laughs> the wind went right under the tent, picked it up, and body slammed it.
2: <laughs> nice. Dude, imagine waking up to that well, she she was probably already awake and terrified. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I would die. I would die. I like. Oh man. <laughs> I don't have any touring stories,
0: but I do have a tent story. What's your tent well, story? Those are good. Yeah. Um. Well, I we my family never really went on vacation very much. So my sister and I, we would always camp in the backyard like all summer long. Even even yeah, like yeah. when I was like 18, 19 years old, I'd still. Put the tent up and i would sleep out in the backyard like all summer long so like uh my friend chris and i were uh, in the tent and this is i was probably 19 18 19 and it starts raining and we're like debating if we should go in or not and then the wind starts picking up we're like <laughs> should we go in or not and then lightning like i think lightning hit a tree in my yard it was it was so loud and deafening. We oh, like, yeah, nope. We're staying right here. <laughs> we didn't, we just slept in fear the whole night. It was yeah, terrifying.
2: Did you, did you fully? Did you whiz in your sleeping bag? No,
0: I, I probably did, and don't remember. But I don't, <gasps> we were definitely terrified. It was so loud.
2: Oh man! Yeah, it's super real, man. Like when when lightning strikes close, it's there is no power like that that is like equal to that uh, that i've ever experienced no i've seen i've seen it hit a tree really close to me like maybe not meters but like what would it be like 25 feet i guess uh away and a rock about maybe 50 feet away and the it's so fast and there's so much destruction yeah and but it's very contained it's in a very very small area uh like just the tree or just that one rock for whatever reason and uh but yeah it's so friggin loud and it's so bright it's insanely bright yeah but yeah yeah, it lights the whole sky up like the whole sky up it's definitely worthy of being afraid of and whizzing in your sleeping bag yeah for sure <laughs> you know and, so and definitely crazy. not
1: wanting to stick the lightning rod out of the tent to go pee
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. just get a 44 yeah. ounce cup <laughs> from, from the truck <laughs> stop you're staying uh, and then dump yeah. it out when you're done <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> oh so, wow. too good, too good, too yeah, good, too good. Sure. Yeah, I want to go tenting now. Yeah, it I don't I don't know if I want to do it in my backyard, but we should start a YouTube channel, it's like high stakes tenting. Like yeah. only go tenting oh, in dude. like
1: in the most dangerous places.
2: Yeah that yeah. would be awesome. That's a good that's a good idea. High stakes tenting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so extreme. <laughs> the most extreme, extreme. channel. This yeah, yeah. week.
1: That's... This week on Most Extreme. <laughs> that is good. That's
2: a
0: good idea.
1: The, the Bun and his boys are going camping right in the middle <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Kansas Tornado Alley. Yeah. Will yeah. they? Be... <laughs> oh
2: man. Yeah. Will
1: they be sucked Will up in a survive? storm? <laughs> uh, <hopefully. laughs> Put on some suspenseful music, like dun, 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 Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> And, and, and no storm happens at all yeah. it's like it, it becomes, it's just us
1: it's, and crickets
2: yeah it's like it's, watching yeah. a, a bigfoot hunting show yeah yeah yeah. it's like alien hunters you know <laughs> oh i saw a light in the sky you know i, I, fe- I felt did, you the wind did you hear that
1: did you hear that sounded like wind i'm yes. afraid i'm afraid to go outside <laughs> <laughs> gotta get a close-up uh, shot of I you gotta, and you like snot coming out wall. of your nose.
0: I'm yeah. doing a tornado call.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's really windy outside. The most,
2: yeah, the most boring, extreme show this side of.
1: Dude, that could be a huge YouTube niche, though. If you just yeah, like
2: probably. And that's the thing like if I feel like those ideas are always the ones that go
1: the ones that are like so retarded like
2: (laughs) so niche and so like not even about anything like there's the (laughs) army rations guy the guy who only eats rations it's a huge YouTube channel (laughs) and like will he survive eating these 500 year old army rations oh, this, <laughs> this this bag has a yeah and it's a huge shell. and i'm like what it's crazy uh but i get it it's like that voyeuristic like it's such a you know an insight into this very private thing i guess i don't know so weird yeah or unboxing like i don't know about you guys but for me, boxing is such a bizarre, or unboxing is such a bizarre phenomenon. I don't. Yeah. Maybe I I, maybe I'm just a weird guy and I don't.
1: No, I dude. I watch I cool, watch but, that stuff for like five seconds. And I'm like, all right, my attention span's already gone. I just yeah. It's huge. I, I'm
0: with you on that. It, yeah, I know it's huge, and I can I can't uh, like when yeah. Fluff does an unboxing video, I find it pretty you know pretty interesting but it's because i guess i'm into whatever he's into you know the same kind of a thing you know yeah, like a guitar yeah, just or like, whatever
2: yeah but you just like fluff like he's yeah, a likable dude
0: yeah yeah it's funny you know? actually i lived in the seattle area when i was a teenager and he right. and i are about the same age i'm not sure exactly right. the city he grew up in but it's possible fluff and i could have crossed paths and not even known it right been at the same shows and whatnot it, yeah it's absolutely possible but um, yeah, no, the unboxing things, yeah, a weird phenomenon for sure.
2: It's weird. Um, like I'm not saying it's wrong or anything. I'm just saying I don't understand why it's so big. It's big. It's massively big. And uh, yeah.
1: Well, and it's multi- and it it really crosses like the people that are doing unboxing. They're opening anything from like random stuff to. Specific, lamborghinis. yeah lamborghinis like anything well, I, i've know, never seen one like that I, i've seen like gaming components like for how of yeah. pc um unboxings i've seen uh um uh, like i guess all platform unboxings and some of them is just like random parts that were thrown in a box and then shipped out and they're opening it yeah. up and they're like oh it's a broken iphone Awesome.
0: So I've got an idea if you wanna um, if you wanna kind of uh troll or punk some of these unboxers, you, you, you should do yep. a, a bun video about unboxing a guitar box, an empty guitar box.
1: It's
2: just a Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Whoa, a box. This a, dude, this is a sick box. Yeah. You know? <laughs> check out check out the perforations here.
1: Yeah. Whoa. They really I mean, took, their, they made, took their time making too. this one. <laughs> a lot of
0: paper products are made in Canada, aren't they? I think. I think a, I lot a lot of paper products. Of what? Paper products.
2: Yeah, we're like... Our big thing is forestry and mining. You know, there's other industries, but forestry is massive. I, come, I was born in a forestry town, and I grew up in a mining town. And those were the central... Like, without those industries, those towns wouldn't even exist at all. Wow. And, and there have been towns in, like, near some of the places that I've lived, where they moved the production, you know, a, a bunch of kilometers, like, not even very far, and towns would just cease to exist.
0: Well, that's almost what it's, happened to Detroit in, in in about oh, you yeah. know oh eight or whatever. You know, uh,
1: well even before the whole the 90s. Town, oh yeah, from it, the 90s I mean up. that's when
0: it started to manifest a lot. But um, right. yeah, I mean uh, you had cars being you know parts being shipped to Mexico to be assembled and then blah 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 right. blah. And or, then the or, whole town yeah. was built on one industry, and it's not just right. Ford and GM and Chrysler that suffer. It's every other factory that makes bolts and this and that. For yeah. those factories, are the ones that well, really
2: suffer. Yeah, the whole supply chain, uh, and yeah. it, which which is sort of the uh, it, it, it it would appear that there's so many other industries because you have the supply chain for the audio industry. Mm-hmm. In this case, uh, you know you got all the bolt makers and da 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 da. But yeah, people aren't really thinking about it in the heat of the moment that. The only reason the bulk guy is alive is because of the auto industry. The only reason the uh plastics manufacturer is alive is because of the auto industry or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh or like logistics companies or like mm-hmm. it's the supply chain is so deep. Uh and yeah, Detroit and uh also Western New York mm-hmm. suffered very similar fates that way. Like Buffalo was a vibrant town. And it's not so vibrant anymore you know it's a pretty yeah. dark place um they're trying to do stuff with like lockport and stuff like that but
1: well in detroit uh, detroit is itself is making a comeback they brought in yeah tons of different it, industries to and it, they've actually started like downtown detroit they've started rebuilding away yeah. from the auto industry totally getting away yeah. from it but Flint They're
2: doing tech and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, but Flint is like is literally like the butthole of Michigan right, right. now. I mean it's there's there's no industry here. There's no right. there's nothing for it to lean on. So Right. You know, most of the town has it was overrun with, you know, abandoned buildings and you know right. where that eventually got boarded up or <clears throat> one of the hospitals in the local like in the downtown actually bought up a bunch of properties around it just so they could bulldoze the houses so that way right. they, the crack houses weren't there you know right yeah. so i think i i think i read a report that said that what was it 30% of flint is now completely vacant like a of, wow. of the total city so 30% right. is totally unoccupied
2: Doesn't that, like, to me, that sounds like an opportunity, though, for, like, because, you know, there is the rise of the young entrepreneurs. You Mm -hmm. know, it's huge in the States.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, And I think that's what's happening. Uh, You know, Matt and I were talking earlier about it uh, with Detroit. You know, there's tons of entrepreneurial ventures. It could go from tech to bicycles to... uh, you know clothing manufacturers and just like it's very diverse and it's all these smaller startups because they went bankrupt and it was very uh, affordable yeah. to 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 kick something up in detroit um is it not so is there something with flint where it's still cost prohibitive even
1: though it's like highly vacant I mean, the crime's about the same. I mean, it is a little worse in Flint. In terms of, like, street crime and street stuff like crime, that? Street crime, violent crime. Um, right. But I'm not sure that's a total deterrent, because, I mean, the same could be said for downtown Detroit. So, I don't...
2: Yeah, well, D- Detroit open carry is, like, a, a big thing, and there, there are people who are... So there's lots of crime but there's also a lot of people who are taking to the streets to sort of self security like self police and uh apparently that has been working i don't know i've only seen that in a documentary format so i don't know what the actual truth of it is
1: i haven't seen Uh, it i mean i haven't actually seen anybody open care it wouldn't surprise me i mean the whole state is an open series you know carry state Um, right but most most gun holders would rather conceal anyways I mean right. nobody wants to broadcast hey look what I've got <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah it kind of makes you a,
1: yeah. it would make you a target yeah you? You, yeah you want it to be a surprise <laughs> like you know guys right. like hey give me your wallet and you're like hey
2: surprise <laughs> <laughs> nope. do, you, do you accept lead
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. do you accept it's lead, crazy. lead sandwiches yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but no i was just uh, i was just going mentally through the process of like what could be a deterrence for flynn um right i mean they have their water crisis which is really big right now right um so the right. water that- crisis could be i think our last governor uh over the state of michigan was a big deterrent as well Um right I know he was taxing heavily on the movie production companies that were coming in Detroit. So they actually right. pulled out of Detroit because they were like, no, we're not going to pay increased taxes. It's the whole reason why we're coming. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's the whole reason why. You got, you, it's the only reason why yeah. we're coming to your stupid state. Anyways, we're not going to start yeah. paying high taxes. Um, yeah. So it's
2: like you should be thankful that there's like higher Like, we're going to hire a ton of people. We're going to employ, like, put dollars into the local economy.
1: Right. Yeah. So, Um, I I don't really know. I know a lot of companies have talked about it, but then there's also the stigma of, you know, it being the, you know, within the Rust Belt and, you know, potentially being in a dangerous environment. I mean, there's a lot of... I think there's a lot of what-ifs that big companies are looking at like I don't know if you yeah wanna... but
2: I'm saying like for more for startups yeah or for small small startups that you know you can buy property uh, super uh, cheap uh, super cheap and there are people who are eager to work yeah uh, probably a lot of skilled people like I I don't imagine like people don't just lose their skills there's got to be a lot of people who are uh, very capable you yeah. are under, under either unemployed or underemployed, so I'm pretty sure property of-
1: wise, you could get a giant property for pennies on the dollar, you know. Yeah, I mean, their house is selling for like a couple hundred dollars.
2: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, still that's yeah,
2: crazy. Wow. Yeah, I wow, so I uh, I should
1: move to foot. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would regret that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If,
2: if you can like what kind. Con- <laughs> yeah I, like i i like the whole idea of the wild west you know that's not the West, but it's a yeah. si- still a similar idea you know it's a bit of a ruthless environment you have to be a little bit ruthless and careful and smart about how you do it yeah but you also have the ability to not only you know potentially flourish in your own right but bring that opportunity to other people if you're ambitious enough yeah just in just in this like wild west idea like um and there are a lot of people who are in crime that they want to be in crime but there are a lot of people who are in crime who just want to want something good to do they're just in crime because they don't have any other
1: options you know yeah
2: so there is opportunity there, maybe more than people are willing to uh look past the surface at. I don't know, it's not my reality that I live, so it's difficult it's easy for me to say in my like safe little apartment in Toronto. Um <laughs> uh, you know. But
1: for is me the, does Toronto like, well, li- it, how would you compare Toronto? Like does it does it have any crime or
2: It does. It has violent crime, you know, like it's just not, it's not as frequent, we, we're we not overrun with gangs, uh, there is gang stuff that happens but it's very uh, localized to very specific areas and, and even those areas are generally pretty safe, it's not like Chicago, you know, where it's All just like board. a war, toward yeah. war zone, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, in, in Toronto too. I, I mean, there's 30 million people, so we're told, in Canada, and I think like three million of them live in Toronto, right? That, so you're talking yeah. about like 10 percent of the country's population in in a yeah. city. It's a pretty big city. I've, like I've said before, I've driven through it a few times. I mean, it's yeah. pretty spread out. So it's not you like could, they're crammed in there, but I mean, it's, it's no, uh, numbers-wise, it's it's pretty populated. I think.
2: Yeah, and the population is, there is a big boom right now because Toronto has become like a world-recognized place. It's very uh, popular on the world stage at the moment. Uh, it's You could think of it as like the New York of Canada. Uh, yeah, Alex I mean, there's too.
0: a lot of YouTubers out out of uh, out of Toronto. Andrew Baina, I think that's how you say his yeah. name. And then yeah. I, I watch, of course, Matthew Santoro is huge, yeah. and he's from Toronto, I believe. And then uh, yeah. uh, there's another guy, uh, something McKnight. He's a photographer. Oh, uh, uh, Peter McKinnon. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's it. I don't know, McKnight. He, I saw the, he, I, the, I, in yeah. my head, I'm seeing the so, KN.
2: Yeah. yeah, you're thinking Phil McKnight. He's, uh, I think he's in Chicago. Isn't I mean, he not? Phil McKnight, but yeah, uh, there are tons and tons of big YouTubers here, uh, or, or just like people doing some kind of new media thing. Like I still call it new media. I sound very old saying that. Yeah. <laughs> but content uh, creators. <laughs> yeah, you know, podcasters and, and video makers and uh, designers and bloggers and all that kind of stuff. It seems to be all going all rolling into the same thing. If you're a blogger, you probably do some video. If you're a uh, podcaster, you probably capture it on video. All that kind of stuff. Everything seems to be rolling into a, more of a singular format. But nonetheless, there are a lot of people here doing it because uh, there. Are, it's even though it's a very expensive place, you can be kind of poor. Uh, or you can scrape by and still do these things and like spend money on equipment and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, It's very odd. Like I'm not, I don't, I, don't, I make very little money compared to a person who makes a uh, competitive salary. Uh, I, I would in the class of salaries in Canada, I would make what would be considered the po- at the poverty line. Uh, but you can live that way here and flourish and part of that has to probably do with like healthcare and stuff like that there are certain socialist uh, aspects of the Canadian system that are very helpful mm-hmm. for people to you know take on endeavors and flourish and, and build uh, companies or build projects or build notoriety or whatever
1: mm-hmm.
2: so yeah, Toronto's an interesting place. I really like it, but I feel like for me, in what I'm doing, in order for it to flourish, I need to kind of uh, cut a lot of the auxiliary costs out. Like, rent here is extremely expensive. It's exactly the same as New York City. Uh oh, I couldn't yeah, imagine that, man. Yeah, I'm really lucky right now, but it's not going to last forever. I have a very uh comfortable situation at the moment I have two roommates uh, but previously you know I had a very expensive condominium and previous to that I had an extremely expensive apartment you know two thousand dollar rent uh, yeah at that time I owned my own company and it was doing relatively well uh, so I could do it but I wouldn't be able to do that right now not at all. Because uh, I'm bootstrapping this thing and right now it doesn't really there is revenue, but it's not uh, a livable livable amount of revenue. So a place like Flint like this Wild West scenario that I'm talking about is very attractive like Go to a place where not only you can more uh, effectively and easily build something but also Create opportunity for other people.
1: Whoa. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I, Some I don't know, man. I mean, places where you're gonna find those cheaper houses are you're going into places where right they, in, into the hood. Yeah, yeah. There, there are no police. Yeah, yeah. There are no police there. Right after dark, the police go away. Even the state police go away, and they oh don't return. Gosh. I so yeah. I drove a tow truck for three and a half years. And yep. one night, me and my boss, we got a call to from AAA, which is, I don't know, yep. do you, you guys got AAA up there? It's probably yep. a CAA. Okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's the same thing. So we get a call to from the insurance company to go out to an accident and to yep. kind of, you know, pick up some of the vehicle. I think there was one vehicle going with us, and then one, we were going to ask them see what they wanted. So when we got there, the scene had just happened, like probably okay. within 15 minutes we made it there in 15 minutes and this is in yeah. in i, I want to say it was on the east side um but we were in a we we're in a pretty rough area okay yeah we we can't touch the scene no matter what you can't touch it until the police right. take a report and yeah. they do their report and then they release it okay they'll give you a little yeah. head nod they'll tell you okay you're free to go Yeah, we sat there um, from ten o'clock at night till about four in the morning, and we kept calling the police, kept calling them, kept calling them, kept calling them. Nobody's coming. Nobody, nobody. Okay, we told them there's this accident was like (laughs) it was pretty bad. I mean, the whole front end is up to the windshield. Nobody's nobody's dead you know but there's definitely injured people here nobody's coming
2: yeah wow (laughs) only (laughs) the tow truck driver
1: only the tow truck driver who got the call from the insurance company is coming that's the only one coming finally finally when it was all said and done we ended up just loading the two vehicles anyways and just taking off we're like because nobody's coming yeah We, we even had a state policeman pass and we like flagged him down he rolled down his window he was like i'm not getting out of my car to come and write up a report you do what you gotta do and that's why we're wow. like okay we're gonna load up and we're out yeah, wow. so, yeah so when i so when i say like <laughs> be yeah. care be careful of the uh, wild west scenario that you're creating in <laughs> yeah, your yeah. head <laughs> yeah well because the, the, glamour easy, inv- right? the glamour and the glamour and venture might not be what you think it is.
2: <laughs> well, I don't I don't see any glamour to it at all, uh, for sure. But I am I'm, I'm hearing you, and yeah, it's totally right. You know, there's this thing happening in Africa right now. I don't know in which country specifically, but mm-hmm. I think it's more than a few. Uh, but Africa is kind of becoming heavily industrialized and is becoming the China of China okay uh, producing all the goods for China's massive uh, emerging consumption emerging middle-class and uh, it's similar kind of thing they're like it's been there's been so many cities and areas that have been so destitute for so long uh, and China's just going on, going in there and being like, "We want to build this factory, and uh, we're going to employ all these people, and we just want to be able to do whatever we want." Uh, And the governments are like, "Yeah, okay, sick. This is, you know, an opportunity for us." Um, But you know, the challenges are some of these places are total war zones. You know, run by run by very uh, militarized gangsters and these kinds of things so it's not easy but it's having a majorly uh positive effect on the place as a whole it, you know they're gonna have to go through that that whole challenge of like pollution and stuff like that because they're going to be producing with no limits for a while just yeah. like china did just just like north america did you know yeah uh, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really work in the world anymore But there's other challenges down the road. Well, but, I'm, not, uh, I'm not
1: sure entirely that China has ever put a cap on their like eco-friendly scenario. Do you, know? you know, I mean, like from what yeah. from what I remember when I got done with school, that like the they reason are, they have so much pollution that it's like stupid. Oh, you know,
2: it's bad. Are you aware of the Null Schools website? No. Um, I'm gonna. Call up the URL here. Uh, null schools.
1: You said null no um,
2: schools.
0: No, no. Like null knows?
2: schools like weather. I don't know. I'm gonna find it here. Null school weather. Ba, 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 ba. If you go earth dot nullschool dot net n u l l s c h o o l net. So null school or just. Uh, Nell School Weather, whatever, you know, Google search. It gives you this amazing animated wind map of the world and you can pivot it on axis and all this kind of stuff and go to all these areas. And if in the bottom there's like an overlay, you, it'll just say Earth, you click on Earth and it'll give you all these like options. Mm-hmm. And you'll see this one, two from the bottom or three from the bottom, it says overlay and uh it'll show you like wind temperature rh uh and uh which one is it one of them is like the uh, pollution index and when you go over china it's friggin' amazing uh it's like
1: i remember oh, reading statistics sorry, in Mo- school yeah i remember reading statistics in school and it was like I'm trying to think of like the cleanest countries versus the cleanest countries typically didn't have a lot of factors though. You know? Um I yeah. I know I know America gets a lot for like their EPA standards and everything, but they actually try yeah, to they at least a, try to do a good job. They're probably in
2: America's not, a pretty clean country. Yeah. Uh you know, they they take a lot of flack.
1: The, they take a lot of flack for the, the mining of course and you know yeah. a lot of the plastics and plastic pollution and stuff like that but they actually are at least trying whereas like, yeah. places like China are like no we don't care <laughs>
2: <I'm> like, <"Dude, laughs> no, yeah they're like F it like they it's gotten better yeah but they're they're just like F this place we just want to be number one and we're gonna make all the money and
1: do whatever it takes to be number cool. one yeah we're just <laughs> yeah
2: yeah Well, they hold. Yeah, it's crazy. Like here in Toronto, uh, like invest, like Chinese investors have bought up the majority (laughs) of property in Toronto. Like, Mm. and they're doing this across Canada. I think they're doing it in the United States as well. Yes, I've heard that as well too. Um, And they're not as heavily invested as Norway, but they're close. Norway is like the most invested country in the entire world uh, and the richest, you know, the, the, to compare like United States debt is in the trillions, um, yeah, trillions of dollars of debt. I think it's $13 trillion of debt for the United States. Yeah. Uh, Norway is, I think $3 trillion up. In the plus, like in, the black. in the plus, yeah, and wow. it's just like such a crazy thing to think about. Like, and they don't
0: have a lot of people that live there. Uh, I don't know the population. I, I know it's very low. Very I feel low. like I, I feel like Sweden is nine million, and that's right next to it, right next to yeah. Norway. I don't know Norway right off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, but it's. I mean, it can't be like double. I'm sure it's not double Sweden. You know what I mean?
2: Uh, uh So you're talking they're very similar. I can yeah, it's call probably it a pretty similar.
0: Five, kind of like
1: it looks like five, five million.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's like you know, uh just a few more people than live in Toronto. Right. You know. We're approaching like with the greater the surrounding suburbs, we're at about six million. Okay. Uh but uh effective like proper GTA Population is like three and a half million, almost pushing four million. Um, yeah, traffic pretty, is
0: not fun in Toronto during rush hour. Uh,
2: they, <laughs> they, so they never thought that it would ever become like a serious city. It wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be Toronto. It was supposed to be Montreal. But then, gangsters took over. The mafia took over Montreal, and. You know, started pressing on all the big corporations and all this kind of stuff. And there was the FLQ, it was like a French extremist group. The and there's this like high desire for separate like to separate out of Canada and all this weird stuff. So all the corporations like left in the seventies, I think. Late sixties, early seventies. And just kinda overnight. And the city that was supposed to be just came to a standstill and they all transplanted in toronto because rent was cheap and the, you know it had a harbor and all that kind of stuff so it's harder to get here by boat than it is to get to montreal by boat but still boats come in like the big container ships and all that stuff so not not like a, a u.s port or like an actual uh, ocean port yeah not quite to that scale but still the boats can come in so wow
1: that's awesome uh
2: yeah yeah but yeah toronto weird place that was never supposed to be so yeah traffic sucks because they just didn't they built everything wrong too early and they can't unbuild it <laughs> and, they, and they don't have any room to fix it other than put another highway on top of the existing highway or whatever
0: yeah that which might happen it might really wow
2: yeah in terms anymore, of like too. the the crosstown, like the the 401, which is the which connects all the the suburbs, all the boroughs.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, it goes all the way across Toronto. But yeah, weird city, man. Uh, and, and now, not only is it like the biggest city in the country, but it's also becoming this like global player. You know, everybody in the world knows Toronto, and people are flocking from, from everywhere, like in insane numbers. Our level of immigration. And like professional immigration too, it's like there are a lot of for people who are trying to make their way, you're trying to find a you know, a better way, but there are tons of like professionals just coming from everywhere. Uh, and I don't know. It's okay. Like Toronto's okay, I don't know why. <laughs> it's not warm. I, I would if I was gonna go anywhere, I would go somewhere warm, but Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're gonna pick pack up your stuff I've, you know i've always
1: leave. i've always said that like i'm confused by i guess i'm confused by home homeless populations that stay in cold weather
0: yeah we have i mean for it seems size, we have we have quite a few homeless people here and it gets really cold here in the winter i don't know how they live yeah yeah,
2: yeah like, it, i'm pretty sure you guys have the way that you're uh which call it the the, uh, the well the temperature but the wind system i think oh. you you get where you are exactly the same thing that we get so your winter i'm pretty sure my pals in milwaukee like every day they had the exact same weather that we were having oh, wow. uh all winter like if it was a blizzard it was a blizzard there if it was yeah. like the, the temperature was like only a degree off if ever okay. uh so i th- so i know what you're talking about this winter sucked especially yeah, yeah but it was pretty if, fun, uh, if, uh, if i was
1: like homeless though i would i don't know i, I would probably I'd, start yeah. walking
0: yeah i would <laughs> hit check yeah. <train> to california <laughs> or steal <laughs> a
1: car or something yeah. because i can think of nicer places to go where it never yeah. if it gets cold it gets cold but it's not like north cold you know yeah, yeah. we're talking like think- negative you know degrees negative temperatures like
2: who? And mega negative, like yeah. not jo- no joke negative, like really, negative,
1: yeah, like my, like frostbite in seconds, but- you know. Well, yeah.
2: when you get
0: when yeah. you start getting down to uh, the temperatures that it gets here, it's not that much different. So, I think we're the where they're the same as like about forty or fifty below zero. Um, yeah, that's where they kind of start to meet. And uh, I think the coldest day this year, this winter for for us, and I think it was the coldest day since I've ever lived here was like minus 28 and then with the wind chill I don't know it was probably minus 50 or something. Yeah. So at that point right. you, you right. know it was That's what I'm I saying know. like you
1: you know if you lived in California you know you never have to worry about freezing to death. You might have to worry about heat stroke though. Yeah. You got to find yeah, like uh, a happy medium. So maybe like Portland.
0: North, Northern California.
1: Portland, Sacramento or uh, what would it be San Francisco. San Francisco yeah Yeah. it'd be like a happy medium
2: in canada like there's a lot of support because canada has such so much uh like socialist programs uh it's weird because it's not really a socialist country but we um, we pick a lot of socialist things that we feel are important i guess Mm -hmm. uh but anyway um So, people can be okay and mostly okay, but if people do F off to a warm place, they'll go to Vancouver, which is very similar to Seattle.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's only about May, uh, maybe in two or maybe three hours north of Seattle, if I remember. It's been years since I've been out there. Yeah. It's
2: super close.
0: And and the winters there are very
2: mild. Very, very mild. It rains a lot, but you know, it's it's still really beautiful out there. Yeah, 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 and there's like a lot of shelters and all that kind of stuff. So there's programs for people to, especially if they have like drug problems, like addiction problems. There's like stuff to hopefully help them out. So yeah, people, if they do move here anyway, they, they will go to try and get to Vancouver. Uh, but I think from what I understand, like in the United States, like when you're poor in the United States, it's like... Everything is against you. It's really freaking right. hard.
0: Well, I want to kind of bring up the the Facebook group, uh, the Baritone
2: Obsessed. So, um, oh. that did you actually start that, or how how did that work? I did. Okay. Yeah, it was it was. Um, I was interested in some kind of a forum, but I really didn't want to do. I I know how to code things, and I know quite a bit about computers and uh, you know digital platforms and all this sort of stuff. Uh, so I could have done a forum, but it would have been quite a bit of work for me to do, uh, not only to get it happening, but also to maintain it. And as much as I would prefer a forum, um, I, I just don't have the time. Even now, like I'm so burnt out and so stretched thin trying to do what, just what I'm doing. But it was really important to me, what what I experienced with the YouTube thing, there was some sudden growth and, uh, but it felt very one way. So it was just like me going, you know, going outward into the world. And the commenting was cool, but it's actually difficult to interact with the commenting. I have, I still try to respond to every single comment, but uh, it's one way. You know, it's not like a, it's not really a conversation. It's not really like the people that I'm interacting with. It's they can't share with me, you know, yeah. we can't create like uh we can't form a relationship. We can't peer into each other's lives. It's just very one way it's, it felt kind of cold. So I wanted to do a forum, but I couldn't do a forum. So I I was like, I'll do an experiment. We'll do this Facebook group. And it kind of took off. Uh. So I implemented it, uh, but I, you know, at this point, I don't really run it. Uh, There's some admins that are some really standout dudes. Uh, They're all based in the USA. Um, And it's like uh, Chad Woods, David Oswald, uh, Chris Crumpton was doing it for a bit, but I think he's just like got so busy with his life. who else I'm gonna I'm gonna forget everybody of course Uh, Chris P. Bacon I don't know what his actual last name is but (laughs) but there's a bunch of guys that kind of like no relation to Kevin no (laughs) should be though Uh, we're all related to Kevin Bacon in some way only six degrees was
1: it six degrees (laughs) six degrees
2: probably like three now you know (laughs) It's crazy. I actually like my one of my uncles uh, is like somewhat uh, Tight with Kevin. So for me, it's only two degrees nice Uh, my like uh, Something I don't really put out there is there are people on my mom's side of the family There are people who are uh, very high-level international musicians Mm. and um, I don't put it out there because I don't really I want to come to whatever I come to on my own like I want to create it for myself you know yeah. so
1: blaze uh, so your own those, trail
2: yeah sometimes with things like that like people will you'll get a lot of associate like just by association mm-hmm. people will get, in, get on board with what you're doing or uh, criticize what you're doing because it's it's so different than what your your siblings or your you know extended family members are doing or whatever. Yeah. So, which is weird. But anyway, yeah, I started this Facebook group uh, so that we could all hang out and I could like actually see what people were doing. With Facebook, it's amazing. You don't have to know anything about the internet and you can share you can share your videos very easily. You can share audio very easily, images, whatever, uh, with. Forums, I think that's evolved a lot more now, but even still with some forums it's hard to share multimedia. So the Facebook group has been amazing in terms of people getting involved and people everybody kind of being a little bit more equal and having like a conversation as opposed to this blasting out, you know, <laughs> barfing barfing a whole bunch of stuff out and seeing what happens. Yeah. Uh, so yeah i'm
0: pretty active in the facebook group and i think it's great i mean every every interaction good uh and uh you know everyone's always hops on if you put up a question or a comment people always hop on and they'll answer right away and it's it's pretty it's almost unreal how how positive the vibe is there it's it's amazing
2: yeah amazing (laughs) yeah it's it's unbelievable it's it's easily uh,
0: my favorite uh, Facebook group that I'm on because it's just it's positive and everyone's chill and
2: awesome. Yeah, it's my first group that I'm. Oh no, I'm part of the Get Good Drums forum, but like I only joined that to find out one thing, and I found that thing out, and I've never had to really go back. I think it that group functions more from a technical perspective, though, like people having problems getting uh, good drums that's
0: the that's a software right like 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 easy yeah.
2: drummer yeah it's okay. uh it, it runs in the contact player which is a native instruments thing it's a very so it's very nice very very nice like the sounds and whatever but getting it to work unless it's just such a pain in the butt to get it to work like it uh <laughs> I don't know. I know a lot about a lot of things because uh, I've been doing stuff for a long time, and it was very difficult for me. Uh, I was cursing for a long time, and yeah, just like almost like through my computer. Like it was so frustrating. That sucks. So, and I'm uh, a pretty positive guy. So,
0: and and that one's probably uh, the to get good drums. That's probably the most inexpensive of. Some of the softwares out there, right? Is it not or I'm trying to remember?
2: It's very affordable. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's more affordable than Easy Drummer, tr- something like that. Or yeah, bucks? it's like probably close to hundred bucks U.S. Like under, it's under. It's like not eighty or ninety. Yeah, yeah.
0: And like uh, Easy Drummer for for reference is like at least three hundred. I think
2: that much uh, really. Yeah, two. It was two hundred dollars for me. I I. Oh, okay. I Paid two hundred dollars U.S. like uh hundred ninety nine dollars. I don't know if that was on a sale though. Okay. Uh, for Easy Drummer two. Oh, okay. Uh, I,
0: I guess I should have specified Easy Drummer three. Uh, yeah, I think you are right. Easy Drummer two is
2: like one ninety nine, and Easy Drummer three. Superior. Is like yeah, Superior Drummer. Superior Drummer three is four hundred dollars U.S. Yeah, three ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I have Superior Drummer two, and it's fine. Um. Uh, I won't be able to use it forever like it will stop being supported at some point. But Easy Drummer 2 is so good. I don't know. But the thing about the tune track stuff, I don't know how we got on the drums, but I guess we'll talk about that now.
1: <laughs> so with <laughs> the these Easy drum- Drummers, you can basically just do like all your drumming and you
2: do- Yeah, I use it I use it for all my drums. I okay. have a guy that plays like I work with a drummer when I play live, and he plays it all out, and I give him free reign to do whatever he wants, but he often just plays whatever i program. programmed. I used to play drums for a very long time, I was a touring drummer. Um, so I'm okay at drums, I'm not like I understand the instrument. yeah. Uh, but uh, I have a guy and I'd like to do more live drum stuff, but it's just, yeah, the name is very proper. like is perfect easy drummer because it is so easy to just focus on being creative and getting your music done and it's to a very high level it is very high quality sounds and all this kind of stuff it sounds very realistic especially if you have a little bit of a perspective as a drummer yeah so uh, but that company where they win especially is you don't have to be very smart to get it happening it's more it's geared towards the musician who is like i don't want to learn how to program stuff or i don't want to solve technical problems like computer problems i want to use a a musical tool to be creative and they're really focused on trying to solve all of those kinds of uh barriers when it comes to software and tools to create stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, and i really appreciate that so i kind of flog that although I prefer Get Good Drums because it just sounds killer. Like it sounds like a weapon, and it's amazing. <laughs> get
1: Good Drums. I'm gonna look that yeah. up. G-G-G. Yeah, G G G
0: Yeah, at some point I'm gonna get one or the other. Um, I'll probably end up getting Easy Drummer because, like you said, if it's easier to use, I, I don't, I don't want any stress trying to figure yeah. stuff out. and it,
2: it sounds really good. Like it doesn't. There's not. I prefer. <laughs> Get Good Drums because it's exactly a specific thing I'm looking for. But Easy Drummer, I've done all my records with e- or Superior Drummer and Easy Drummer. I did like my Vens records with our, all my Vens stuff with Easy Drummer and I did all my foreign stuff with Superior Drummer. And now I use Easy Drummer uh, most of the time when I'm writing and I've been using uh, Get Good Drums more and more because I finally have it set up on multiple computers.
1: Um, so but, what do you run for software to like record so you're using this for your drums but what do you plug yeah. that into what software yeah it's you... a plug-in
2: uh, and it runs in I use the Reaper DAW okay uh, also because it's a very hot like full featured professional system with all the options uh, but it is very much geared towards like a fast workflow and ease of use that's my perspective. Some people will say that they don't understand it. To me, I don't know. I don't even care what DA it is to be on it. Like as long as it works. Yeah. I you, you can give me Cubase, Pro Tools, Mark like a digital performer, Logic, Studio One. I don't care if it runs VSTs and uh, I can you know do a proper mix. Right. Doesn't really matter. Uh, but Reaper is very artist friendly it's got a great price uh, so you can run it on multiple machines without spending a lot of money okay. yeah, they're, they're, I use Reaper as
0: well and it's it's fantastic
2: yeah it's a crazy good platform uh, and you can, can you can also if you're a nerd you can configure it like you can write your own scripts for it uh, and I have friends who do that and it's pretty advanced you can also edit video with it which is oh, super really? weird. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. You could just like drag a video clip onto the timeline, just like it's an audio track, just onto a, like a normal track, and then you can cut it. it I don't even. Understand. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <gasps> I actually subscribe
0: to a couple different reaper channels where all they do is just make vid- i don't watch a ton of them but yeah i've never seen anybody mention that ever that's insane
2: that's awesome uh the big reaper reaper blog that covers a lot of the video functionality is it's called the reaper blog okay. and he does a lot of video like he does a high level like a high amount he's out of vancouver canada i think uh but he's like a very high level like power user of reaper And he can write his own scripts and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to know anything, like from very basic to extremely advanced with Reaper, he's an amazing guy to follow. I can't remember his name, but he's a good dude and he covers things in a very. uh, He doesn't speak over your head with like tech speak and stuff like that. You could he's pretty easy to follow. Uh, So it's a good reason. The Reaper blog. The Reaper blog, yeah. Okay uh and he covers a lot of video stuff and blew my mind first time i saw it i was like what what kind of daw is this like <laughs> right yeah and, and
0: it's you can evaluate with full features reaper for as long as you want
2: for free and i yeah i did that for a whole year i came from pro tools and digital performer uh quite a while ago and A friend of mine suggested it to me, and it was pretty early on in the Reaper uh, lifecycle. And yeah, he did that thing that so many people do. I was like, oh, it's this free thing. Like, or he proposed it as free. It wasn't free. Mm -hmm. Um, You pay for it, but the trial is unlimited. You just can't update it. That's all. Um, But. I just put it, I downloaded it and I put it off to the side because I'm like, how good can a free thing be? You know, you think of something like Audacity. Audacity sucks. Yeah. It's okay if you just want to cut some audio and, you know, uh, trim a file or whatever, do some really basic audio editing, but generally you can't you can't track a record on Audacity. I guess you could, you could do like an acoustic record. If you didn't have to do a lot of processing, you could actually make some, I, I should challenge myself.
1: I'd be interested. Sick. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd be interested to see if you could. That'd be would be extremely weird. I've,
0: I've got a name for, yeah. the, for for the EP or the LP. The audacity okay. of this.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I should totally do that. I should. Oh, I should do a group challenge. Do you guys know uh, another YouTuber? He's like, uh, he's in your uh, area, Matt. He's in Milwaukee, but uh, Nick—he—he he does like all this. Uh, I think his—it's just his name. I have to double check. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just Nick Hill. Nick uh, Hill. I don't know if he actually changed. It's weird. Some people don't. Put there you know, at a certain point, you cross a certain amount of subscribers, and then you can actually have like your URL for your YouTube. I don't think he did. I'm gonna have to give him hell. But uh, Nick Hill, and no, nothing, uh, you know, no underscore dash two thirty two titanium or whatever on his name or yeah. anything. Uh, but he does like recording and mixing and Helix. Uh, Stuff, all guitar-based. He also has a baritone, but he's not focused on baritone. But uh, yeah, I can't see the screen. I was,
0: I was holding it up. Uh, the and I forgot you couldn't see the screen. Yeah, I, I, I pulled it up. I'm, uh, I'm like, yeah. I
1: Why isn't he that? saying something? Isn't he seeing yeah. what I'm holding up? Yeah.
0: yeah okay. I'll, i want <laughs> to subscribe to his channel right now. Okay. Oh,
2: he's a great dude. But uh, maybe I'll do a, a mix like a an audacity challenge with Nick and cool. uh, like go back and forth on it. It's like, how can we make this work yeah. and be awesome? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, the dog doesn't really matter, but Reaper is just so artist friendly and, uh, infinitely configurable. And I don't know, it just really appeals to like my like artist side of me, like help people out, be creative together, uh, Everybody makes better stuff if everybody helps everybody make better stuff,
1: <laughs> right? And just right. the whole
2: the whole world just gets better, right? You know, it's really easy, but uh, and these kinds of companies are doing that. Whereas, like a company like Pro Tools wants to punish you for using their stuff and keep it limited, and you know, they're afraid of something. They're afraid of losing. But, yeah,
0: I remember way, way back in the day when like Pro Tools was it. I mean, you know, that was like that was like uh, I don't know. I guess like the Lamborghini of Dawes or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah, they were just the most heavily marketed. For uh, sure. And and I think at a certain point they hit a development curve where their marketing was paying off, and so their their revenue was high enough that they could outdevelop a lot of the other competing brands at that time, before there was the big boom and the big audio boom, they were kind of first first to the table. There were a lot of other DAWs at the time, like Digital Performer was happening right from the beginning. Uh, what was it? Cakewalk was pretty big at the, in the beginning. I think Cakewalk became the Adobe edition. I think Adobe bought them. Uh, maybe not, but I think that's what happened but yeah there was like they had this moment where they could over out develop everyone so they developed a little bit faster early on and it was very attractive Uh, and they did the affordable thing early too uh where they had that package the digio one i had it uh the (laughs) double double one and yeah i started i went from working in a big studio to having my own tiny little studio with a tiny little Pro Tools rig and I was billing clients to record their to record their sick tunes you know And right. uh, it was a revolution it was amazing so Pro Tools was definitely the shit because they addressed two things they made the tools better faster and they made them accessible to people earlier than most they, they were but now they don't they're not into that they don't seem to be anyway
0: so i i i uh i actually went to audio engineering school uh in detroit and i don't remember who told the story um but somebody was saying like you know back in the day like pro tools was just so like that was it like you know everybody wanted to record with pro tools and yep. one of, one engineer was telling me he's like, I just have a Pro Tools uh, like icon on my screen, and I just use whatever. I don't remember what it was. Uh-huh. I don't
1: remember what else. He goes, he goes. If they see the Pro
0: Tools saying, you know, that's that's, that's all they all want to see. Yep. Yeah. And they see, you know, and nobody notice knows, knows any different. He said. So I mean, yeah. it's 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 not just about uh, the software you're using. It's the, it's the engineer too. i mean it's it's a little bit of both but
2: huge uh the the tools are important only so far as they just need to do the bare minimum like the they need to meet the expectation right uh which means record clean audio and be able to mix it with the necessary effects uh or mix it in the necessary fashion so there are many 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 guys that do that and do all of those things super well, uh, but the DAW doesn't do anything, the tools don't do anything without the person pressing the buttons and making it happen, right? Right. So a good plug-in definitely sounds better than a bad plug-in, uh, or maybe there's a place for that bad plugin somewhere, but uh, being able to make that choice and employ those decisions in a, a meaningful way, in an educated way, is that's worth a lot and that's the person you know so uh and people like yourself people like myself we go to school to figure that out and then maybe we uh continue into a career of doing that or just uh continue you know with our own project studios to develop our own material and all that kind of stuff but you continue to develop and there's value in that that no there is no one button solution for you know um, right. I wish I wish in a way that some of the technicalities were kind of like put out of the way because it can be a barrier in terms of creativity for a lot of people they get you get caught up in working with the tools it's a lot better now it's a lot easier now but uh, I find like since I started doing this YouTube thing and this Facebook group and whatever that's the thing that people, complain about the most is just the the number of things that they have to learn and when you don't know anything everything is the worst cuz it's just like a huge you don't know any of the words like just knowing what the words mean is huge uh, because then you can ask questions you can ask the right question you're like okay I know what these things what the words for these things are. So now I can actually formulate a question to ask about the thing I don't know about. Right. And, you know, and that's a huge, when you know about it already, when you're technically inclined or whatever, you forget like how big of a barrier that is. And yeah. it's especially hard for people who are in their thirties and forties, kind of, they've been playing music all their life and maybe like the kids are older enough now that they're like, oh, you know, I got some time now that I can get back into this music thing, and then they're hit with this bolt of technological lightning, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they get bombed. And hope, hopefully, they find someone like what I'm doing, what Nick's doing, what, and a like a community like we're trying to get going where they can, you know, find like find people who are truly uh, helpful like interested in being helpful and positive about it to kind of bridge that gap of the knowledge. The language is so huge, man. I always forget that and I always try to address it. It's re- it's so easy to forget though. John, did you, like have you, you're doing the, running the ship here. Uh, yeah. Do you do like media uh, development of any sort or like recording or well, whatever? Well,
1: I, d- I, you know, I started when I was, um because I've run a gaming channel for on YouTube for right six years or something like that. Okay, right. Um, what? And then what th- through college, you you would have a nightmare finding it. It would be easier for me to send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> send, send it to me. Yeah, send it to me. Um, but through that, I've I've started with the the same struggle that you're talking about—the language. So. Yeah. Language is key. I, I think my first, I'm trying to remember how I got started. I don't even remember. Like, I think we were just playing a game and I thought it'd be a great idea to post it. And that was back in like 09 or 2010 or something. Right. So really early on in YouTube's right. life cycle for that stuff. Mega,
2: yeah, right at the top end of it. That's yeah. awesome.
1: So I was like, uh, well, that sounds like a good idea. So I went and bought like an HP uh, HPR. Or H- uh, yeah. VR, you know, and I just started yeah. recording everything, and then posting on my laptop, which took like years. I mean, just to just to <laughs> upload, and there was yeah. like there was like no, there was no editing, there was no you know, it was just like raw footage going up. Yeah. You know, and then later on, I was like, well, I want to get into recording and video software. And right. then I bought a couple others. I'm gonna tried a couple others out. They right. sucked. They were horrible. <laughs> and I finally landed. I, I, you know, I for the price, I finally landed with Vegas. Um, Vegas this, is still sick. I I love Vegas. I always yeah. wanted to try Premiere, but I can't rationalize paying the money every month. For, you don't need to. For, uh huh. For Premiere, you. You, yeah, you like you
2: don't need to, you don't need to change. Oh, from Vegas, like, Vegas insane. Yeah, Ve- yeah, Vegas is awesome, uh, and it runs like all the OFX plugins and stuff like that. Yeah, um, Vegas is wicked. Uh, and there's like Resolve. I'm on Resolve, DaVinci okay. Resolve, and uh, I went up to the studio v- version, but like I used the free version for a, a long time. I was on Premiere. And uh, Apple. But, okay, uh, we're, I'm sidetracking. You. No, Sorry. no, no, you're fine. No, you were hey, asking.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, f- definitely through my undergrad. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I had computer classes all over the place and I was taking like tons of different courses here and there. So I got to learn a lot of it. Uh, but there's a lot, even in lingo and language, yeah. that you can look it up until you're blue in the face. And, either they don't title the video properly or they just yeah. nobody talks about it you know <laughs> so much stuff
2: goes on assumption
1: i i think it, if you did you a know, video based on language i think you a- you would you would literally if someone figured it out you know and did all the language problems With either good
2: idea.
1: With either running, I'll tell you, either running Sony Vegas, say this, just just running Sony Vegas, just doing that. And there there are a bunch of videos out there about how to do things in Sony Vegas. You can look up millions of videos, but they all seem to miss the simple components of just the language. Like what is it asking? Where do I need to click? What do I need to do here? You know? Yeah. Um, and I think if you could nail down each one of those, crazy. you would have like a crazy market for, for doing videos on them, you know, yeah. There's so it's many like, times where I've tried to like, I'm trying feel to do like something, you
2: could do a whole channel just, just uh, for like that. Solve.
1: Just for In language. Every vertical.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Language of this program, that program, or, or this, uh, industry, that industry, mm-hmm.
1: that's
2: that's a great idea i don't have enough lifetimes to get to it that's what i'm saying i i barely sleep
1: three four hours a night as it is
2: well somebody (laughs) listening to this out
0: there now you have an idea if
2: this is your area
0: of expertise somebody can have that idea now
2: yeah solve that problem because it's a huge problem
1: it is Uh, it is a massively huge problem and especially if you're just coming in like you're saying or like you took a break for a while and then you know, and yeah. then you're coming back to it, and you have to learn that stuff. It it literally can be a nightmare. You know, and that's oh, what, yeah. that's
0: exactly where I'm at. I haven't done any editing or anything, audio or otherwise, for a couple years because my computer was just. I mean, it was I mean, even just doing this show, um, with my old computer. It it was it was a nightmare. Well, so uh, I, I
1: will give some tips for Vegas on things that I've learned. And that is to not be afraid to experiment with it but at the same time realize that there are always ghosts in your computer that like to change settings for no apparent reason you could have the most perfect settings and you're going to come back on and they're not going to be where you left them you know okay it's like socks disappearing socks disappearing in your house
0: the sock monster,
2: that's super real. That happened to me today, dude. The
0: that, sock, that's, yeah. That's an episode that John and I need to do. The, 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 sock, the monster. sock monster,
2: yeah. That is a conspiracy, dude. Yeah, it really like, is. And then where does it go? So, yeah, where does it right? go? And yeah, but what what's up with when it comes back like a long time later, <laughs> like it was like it was always there right but you had definitely yeah that that's, happens to me all the time yeah it's it's a weird it just situation. shows up back in my drawer and i'm like and it's been three years since i'm like i remember this thing
1: you start screaming like, at looking. it like no yeah, no you no. weren't there
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh i keep pulling the camera
0: that's all right huh? and and it's so I, funny um uh, you yeah, know i have a pile of like just Socks that I couldn't find the made for. I'm like one day it'll show up and then I'll have another pair of socks again.
1: <laughs> it'll eventually happen. Well listen. The socks that... can can I break this up for a second? Um, it's yeah, yeah. it's one AM here. I gotta teach a class oh, first thing in the morning. Okay. Um yeah, yeah. is there a way we can read like we can do a second episode like yeah, um, this absolutely. coming week or next next weekend or something? I would love to. Um, yeah, Matt, you all right with that?
0: Absolutely. I'm um, Yeah, I'm having a good time. I don't want to stop, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, obviously, people gotta do what they gotta do. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Dude, let's. let's I, I hate to be uh, the one to
1: break up the party, but I'm just no, looking right. at the time, and I also, I also got a newborn I, right behind me, and oh shit. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure if I wake up the newborn, nobody's gonna be happy around this house. You know.
2: Yeah. 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 uh yeah you can't fool with that uh we can do it earlier next we can
1: do it earlier next sunday if you want
2: yeah next sunday is totally good for me uh and especially now i have things like kind of squared away and it'll only get better from this point out okay so yeah totally down okay Uh, all right awesome all
0: right well it was awesome talking
2: to you Well, go ahead say go ahead dude Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. I was just gonna say the same thing. It was super awesome. Uh, if you need anything, like any kind of pickups or whatever, with anything, just let me know. I'm okay. cool with that. Uh, and yeah, if you want to do uh, a little bit more, if we wanna, like, I don't know how you go about it, like how you produce the show, but if there's stuff, if you go through an edit or whatever, and you're like, yeah, I kind of like to. Flesh out this part, these parts of the conversation, and we can like focus more on specific things. We can do that too. I'm, I'm totally into it. Okay. We, uh, your we I, just cut,
0: cut out like dead spots, like when my daughter, or when I went out to try to get the dogs and my right. daughter came in. That's yeah. That's usually yeah. the only thing we really cut yeah, out. Yeah.
1: Everything I mean. else I pretty much keep. <clears throat> um,
0: or me coughing really loud. <laughs> yeah. Or if we have a dead spot
1: with a mic, like I'll go through and I'll kind of finesse it just a little bit i might mess right. around with the levels um yeah that's pretty much it though i pretty yeah, much keep everything i, think,
0: yeah. I mean I'm, I'm cool with producing something that sounds really awesome but at the, i think the idea of, of of the podcast is to have more like a raw real conversation so yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to over edit i don't want to lose that feel so sure. i don't i don't want to like Doable. I don't want to have an NPR style. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, yeah. so produced it's like
2: ugh. Right. Yeah. It doesn't feel genuine. That that can be cool, but like, yeah, you wanna you wanna dig into the conversation right. aspect of it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, man. and
0: even when it rabbit trails like it did, I don't care. I, that's how my brain works too. Uh so that doesn't bother me when people rabbit trail or I rabbit trail, yeah. it, I don't care. That's kind of how conversation real conversations pretty awesome. work. Yeah, yeah, that's a real conversation. And and I gotta say,
1: Scott, this has been, I think, in my opinion, has been one of the better episodes that we've had. Um, awesome. Especially just you know bringing you on on the fly, and I I think it worked out awesome. I I enjoyed the conversation yeah. with you like tremendously, and that's why I kind of wanna, I want to keep going, but I also know that I have a seven o'clock class tomorrow morning <laughs> in like five and a half hours. So. Yeah, you gotta get to it. Alright,
2: we're going to cut it off now. We can pick up. uh, Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) We can pick up all the uh, conversation or or all the, uh, you know, hanging out. (laughs) You know what I should do? Get get to bed.
1: You know what I should do? At the tail end of this, I should be like, tune in next time for the most (laughs) epic episode (laughs) of
2: extreme tenting. Of extreme
1: tenting.
0: That's gonna be the name of this episode, by the way. I'm gonna yeah, call
1: yeah. it. A, so. yeah, yeah, extreme tenting. Extreme oh, tenting
2: part one. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. With the bus, dorm
2: tenters. Oh, so good. All We're right. weird. We're weird dudes. I like it. <laughs> amazing. All right. Good night, dudes. Yeah. Good night.
1: Uh, Next Sunday, we'll we'll make a date for it, though. Okay.
2: I like it. All right. All right. You it. It. Take it easy. All right. Peace See ya. Out. All right. See you, darn. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. Good night.